0: That's five in a row now. Celtics lose to the Knicks 185. This is the Gardner Report on Celtics Blog and CLNS Radio. (music) Your hair looks great. This is the Gardner Report, Celtics Blog, CLNS Radio. My name is Jared Weiss. With me as always, Giscano, Jimmy Giscano. and his name is Evans Clinchy. They both are from Celtics Flaga, I'm from CLNS Radio. Uh, we're going to take a look at really the only two people that matches in this game, J.R. Smith and Carmelo Anthony. Uh, and then we'll take a look at the Jordan Crawford as the starting shooting guard experiment. That had a lot of results that we can go over. Uh, and then we'll ball out at the end, and then we'll do our all-scare team. Uh, we'll catch you up on what the heck that means, if you didn't what happened in the pregame press conference but first uh let's take a look at what Mello and jr smith did tonight jr smith efficient mellow inefficient jimmy am i in bizarre world or what's going
1: on tonight
2: no i mean you were right with those with those two words describing I mean, those guys but they both dropped 30 or 32 and 29 or whatever it was i mean however many shots it took they got their points the celtics 85 points tonight. I mean, really, you could have just put Melo and J.R. Smith there, and it would have been a, still a, a fairly competitive game points-wise. I mean, those two guys led the way the entire the entire game. I mean, the Celtics kept it close for the first quarter, and then when the Knicks went on that 14-0 run in the second quarter midway through, I mean, they, after that, it was it was never a game. And those two guys were big reasons why. All right.
3: I mean, it's easy to look at the box score and see big numbers and, and talk about it, but I'm really not impressed by Melo or J.R. Smith tonight. Really? I mean, start with I mean, Melo. Mel- you give me 30 shots, I'm going to score 25. That's not true at 29 all. 29 is not that,
2: I mean, come on. But why did he get that many shots? He got that many Because shots that's because what he does. No, it's what he
3: does. No. It's what it's Kermit Ransky right. no. does. He's, no, he's absolutely a high Every volume shooter. He plays basketball. He's definitely
2: a high shooter. But if he's going to take 30 shots a game, then, I mean, and he obviously he's good enough to hit, well, tonight he only hit 10. But it doesn't, <laughs> exactly. it doesn't matter because he got his 29 points. A lot of
3: Carmelo's shots, he was just rushing them in the first five seconds of the shot clock just
2: because. But like, some of those shots. How so many times did you bring
3: them all to the floor and just launch a three right away? Like, you okay. two for eight on those threes. Okay. So, I don't know. 30
2: shot attempts for Melo, 24 for Smith. But a lot of those were on those second chance shot attempts. The, yeah. They were 12 for 15, the Knicks did on second chance. And you can't tell me that they're all they're doing is twists threes or long twos. No, like, some of those field goal attempts are at the basket off offensive rebounds. So you can't mm-hmm. sit there and say it was one of those. You know, chuck them up games for the Knicks all game because it really wasn't. They played solid defense tonight, obviously. Um, you know, they scored from outside, they scored from inside, they scored, outscored the Celtics 27 to 29 to 6 on second chance points.
3: But the second chance points, that's not just Mellow and J.R. Smith. I know it is, but they obviously had. Chris Coleman played 13 minutes and had five rebounds, J- Jason Kidd had six boards. It's a whole team effort when you crush the Celtics on the glass like that. I mean, it's not just J.R. Smith and Carmelo doing their thing.
2: They're finding those guys. It was
0: 10 offensive rebounds, though, from Melo and J.R. I mean, that was was what was huge. Was that there were a lot of guys, especially backcourt players, I thought. That were not hitting their box out assignments tonight for the Celtics. Right. There's a lot of missed box outs. There are so many plays where whether it was Wilcox or even guys like Bradley and Crawford, right. but Crawford. they were letting guys slip behind them on the baseline, especially Kenny Martin. Kenny Martin, I thought, he had four offensive rebounds. I thought pretty much all of those were him just kind of sneaking around the box out guy, going baseline and grabbing it out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, Kenyon Martin was the starting big man against, you know, front-line Brandon Bass and Jeff
3: Green. He's doing his job in that True. matchup. <laughs> I, mean, True. And, I mean, as for J.R. Smith, I mean, he's got Jordan Crawford on him, who's an energetic, relentless defender. If you've got the ball, he's going to be all over you. But if you pass or if you have a pick or a screen coming at you, he's got no clue what to do. He's getting lost every time. So, I mean, that explains Sarah Smith's points, and it also explains him cutting to the basket and getting off into rebounds, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, and. Like, and off that, I mean, there's a size difference there. I mean, Smith is a matchup problem for a lot of guys in the Celtics. I mean, because he's bigger. I mean, he's bigger against Crawford. He's bigger against Bradley. I mean, unless you're going to put Jeff Green or Paul Pierce on him, which takes them off their, you know, the guys like Melo and Shumpert or whoever, uh, there's, you know, Green's, uh, sorry, Green, uh, Smith's going to have the advantage there. And tonight, 13 for 24. I mean, you take 24 shots, there's a lot of shots, but... You'll take 13 for 24 every single night, Absolutely. especially from J.R. Smith.
0: All right, well, let's hear what Doc had to say about J.R. Smith. Uh, more praise than he had for his own back, that's for sure. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. unbelievable shots, you know.
3: But he also found his way.
1: Yeah, he beat us off the dribble. He made shots. Um, you know, um, again, I-, I thought their small lineup attacked ours. Our small lineup settled, you know. Um, I thought even our drives, when we did drive, I thought we were driving away from the basket. Uh, when they drove, they drove at the basket. And, uh, you know, I always think that team gets the benefit, you know, when they're driving. I thought they drove, they played the game with more force than us.
0: So, yeah, so J.R. just hit unbelievable shots. But the big thing was that the small lineup at stocks that was much more effective for the Knicks. A lot of that had to do with Celtics turnovers. But, I mean, what did you see tonight out of the Knicks' perimeter? I
3: mean, also, the Knicks' small lineup is not that small. Like, Jason Kidd plays like a, you know, a small forward. He's a big, tough guy. You know, J.R. Smith, same thing. Like, Chris Copeland, he gets in the paint and gets dirty. Like, their small guys aren't really small guys. The Celtics, their small guys are just small. Like, Avery Bradley is small. Yeah. So it's a hard matchup for, for this And that's without
0: Courtney Lee, of course.
2: I, yeah. All, all the guys in the Celtics are small. They don't have any big men. That's why they can't rebound. That's why they can't get offensive rebounds. That's why they are so dominated on second-chance points. You don't have Kevin Garnett, and you have, like, Brandon Bassett. He's not a center. When
3: Jeff Green jumps for the opening tip, you know you have problems,
2: right? Chadwick Randolph, you know. DJ White, these guys aren't centers. None of them are centers. None of them are centers. So to say that the Celtic, to say that the Celtics small ball lineup was outscored or was mismatched by the Knicks, that's not the Celtics small lineup. That's just their lineup. They're all small. That's only the biggest problem is Chris
3: with this Wilcox is Chris Wilcox played nine minutes, and
2: he, like, and he wasn't effective on. And I thought that <laughs> yeah. DJ White should have. Should have played much earlier in the game than he did, which was just garbage minutes mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. I, I don't understand why. You know, it's a home game. You know, you're, you're looking for something to come back on. I don't know why you sit where you sit on uh, DJ White for so long. I mean, he's on the team now. I mean, it's good to get him some burn in, in a situation like that. He didn't play poorly uh, in Memphis. He was on that, he was a part of that, that lineup that came all the way back in the fourth quarter. So I think it would have been nice to at least see what he could do out there because obviously the Celtics' bigs weren't effective tonight. All
0: right. Well, uh, Jordan Crawford was sometimes effective, sometimes extremely the opposite of effective, because it's not and it wasn't that he was ineffective, it was that he was detrimental uh, let's hear what Jordan and Doc had to say after the game Rude. it wasn't that he was bad, he was just bad
1: okay. uh, Murph, that's why we traded for him, we, um, you know, when you lose Barbosa, who was pretty much good on nights and some nights bad um, we looked at who could do the same things, and uh, I mean, Jordan is the perfect character for that role <laughs> when you think about him, I mean uh, we laugh, but he is on the all-scare team. He scares me and Woody. You know, every night he scares both coaches. Uh, but he's been the one thing he does so much better than he has ever gotten credit for. Or maybe he did, I don't know, because I wasn't in Washington. He's a far better passer, uh, and, and uh, I mean, he sees things that uh, only a point guards can see. Uh, you know, sometimes he, he makes that pass unfortunately, and no one else sees it. Uh, But he he can really, he's a playmaker. He's more than just a scorer, and I I honestly didn't know that. Um, So that's been a refreshing surprise. What's that dynamic like? You want him to be aggressive. You want him to be a scorer, but at the same time, he's passing the ball so well. Well, I don't want to get in his way. You know, we don't have time to change him or coach him to a point where he fits the exact role or way you want him to play. And so, you know, it's what I've done. When you get a player this late in the year, you just tell them, Just go play. Don't get him. I I won't get in your way. Uh, If you're doing something too much, I'll let you know. But I I don't want to get in his way at all. I want him to go out and just play, be him. And if something we don't like, we'll take him out. You know, but I just want him to play free.
0: How important is it for you to have the freedom that Doc gives you on offense? Not trying to restrict anything you do. And he always talks about just letting you kind of do whatever you do best out there.
1: don't understand that question.
0: Well, Doc Doc says that, um, you know, he doesn't want to tell you give you too many, I guess, instructions out there. You just want you to kind of go play. How nice is it to have that freedom? Uh, I don't
1: understand the question.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, we could talk about your passing a little bit then? Because you had six tonight, and Doc also said that that's an underrated part of your game that people don't see too often. you talk a bit about kind of your playmaking ability and probably your scoring?
1: Yeah, I mean, when the, you know, when the guy's open, you give him the ball. That's kind of how basketball works. So, you know.
0: You think people need to associate the party too often though? They see you just as a scorer, but you also have that other element to your game.
1: Well, I mean, if you watch the game, you will see it. You know, you know,
0: That's how it goes. Okay, so Jordan, he scored a lot of points. His efficiency numbers actually weren't that terrible, uh, but mm-hmm. six assists, which is good, and six yeah. turnovers. And if Not there was there was a stat for blown defensive assignments or Screwing over your team, basically, by trying to help yeah. off your guy. Yeah. <clears throat> he definitely broke a few records tonight. Yeah. I, I will say that offensively,
3: I've been pleasantly surprised by Jordan Crawford. I mean, coming from the Wizards, and he had this you know, knucklehead reputation, and you assume he'd be just chucking mad shots, you know, second something of Nate Robinson, whatever you want to call it. But he seems to be kind of getting into the flow of the offense and, and filling his role pretty admirably. I mean, the guy takes a shot when it's there, and he had a lot of open looks tonight, and he knocked him down. And when he doesn't have an open look, he makes the right pass, and he's overall pretty decent. The turnovers, yeah, he got a little bit careless here and there, and he tried to make some flashy passes that didn't work. But, like, mm-hmm. overall, he's been surprisingly half-decent. Defense, terrible.
2: I'm done. Terrible is a strong word. I mean, terrible That's is extractive. a strong word. Tonight, he, tonight obviously, if you're going to look at tonight, it wasn't this great game. But I don't think Celtics as a whole played great team at tonight at all. I mean, okay. I think yeah. Crawford had a better game than Terry did. I mean, Terry didn't do anything tonight, too, but we're not saying anything about Terry. But he's I'm, bad, too. Yeah, he was bad, too. I mean, and, yeah. and you know... Obviously, I know I said this before. Crawford, we're we're, gonna, we're harder on Crawford because of you know the baggage that came to he came to Boston with. But and they got 41 minutes out of this guy tonight. If anything, if anything, he's taking minutes from guys like Terry and guys that you really don't want to be throwing out there for 30, 40 plus minutes in, in a game where you're not going to win it anyway. So, I mean, I still think that was a good trade by the Celtics. I still think Doc, well, I, I still think Doc likes. Likes what he's seen out of Crawford, like you said. Yeah. Because he has been pleasant, you know, it's been a pleasant surprise offensively. He does take some crazy shots, but I'd say a high percentage of those actually go in. You know, yeah. As crazy it's, as it seems. Yeah. So, I mean, what's Doc going to say? Don't take him? I mean, you, sometimes you need a shot like that to fall your way, to, to spark the team in another direction. And there's been a couple
0: of plays where there's like two seconds on the shot clock and he has to pull up from 30 feet and hit it, a la J.R. Smith, as I'm sure we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Sure. But he, he when they need someone to bail them out, He's one of those guys that can do it. He's a gunner. It's what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were so many plays, both him and Pierce tonight, where they tried to, like, drive down the right side and then kick out to a guy on the elbow, and it would get picked off by Shumpert yeah. or, or kid easily, turn into fast break, either foul, points, whatever. And that led to Jeff Green getting into foul trouble. He was the one trying to catch up and coming into Uh So yeah. the turnovers on the perimeter was what really killed him
1: tonight.
0: More many times, yeah. All right, well, uh, let's go into Baller of the Night. Uh, It's really simple. Basically, what we do is we decide whether or not Carmelo Anthony or J.R. Smith were the best players in tonight's game. Evans, we'll start with you. My Baller of the Night is Kevin Garnett because he had the good sense to stay home
3: and not watch this
0: (laughs) atrocious basketball game.
2: I'm done. Move on. Uh, I'm not going to go with Melo or J.R. Smith. Really? I'm going with... You're not
0: making the right call, so you're on your own here.
2: Kenyon Martin. Wow. Okay.
0: Kenyon that happened. Kenyon
2: Martin. And I'll tell you why. Because if Kenyon Martin was in the Celtics in this game, they might have won it. Okay. Wow. So that's my baller of night. And the Celtics dropped the ball by not picking this guy when they had a chance. They had a roster spot open. I think they may have even had two roster spots open. I was talking about this with Brian Robb from Celtics uh, during the game because we were just saying, wow, you know. if i not watching was, the yeah, game. Right. It's better than watching the game at that point. We said, well, the Celtics didn't want to pick him up. Most likely because they wanted those spots to open in case they made a big trade. They didn't make the trade. The Knicks picked him up at the deadline. And now the Celtics are screwed because a night like tonight is a perfect example of when they could use a guy like, him, a guy like Kenny Martin. He came in. He, he was more of a presence down low than anyone in the Celtics. And, and oh, the, so the numbers don't really, you know, they're not going to jump out at you. But he had 2 putback dunks, I think. And he had a couple good boards. And he was a presence out there. And the Celtics lack that tonight. And that's the ball overnight night because the Celtics screwed themselves. And... But went in the last column because of
3: it. You really think that they kept the roster spot up because of trade?
2: I think that they're I mean, like, leaving it open for the possibility that they may have been. If you're desperate for spot. a
3: roster spot and trade Fab Melo for a second rounder, like I don't see why that roster spot's a big deal. I
2: don't know. I I my I don't know. Either. Is, I'm not defending them at all. I'm, just, I, I'm I, just, sure you're not. I just can't think of any other reason why they wouldn't have put, a, signed the guy to a 10 10 days. Well, my
3: question is, what if they did try, but but Kenyon Martin wanted to play for the Knicks instead of the Celtics? because so The Knicks were a better fit for him and a better team. But this was before
2: I'm, before the Knicks were even, you know. I mean, the Knicks picked them up at the deadline. What about before then? Like, it wasn't well, like, the you didn't want to go
3: to Boston. Who no, do no, The, word, no the word on know. The, the you you did want to go to with a, with contender? Well, the word on the a contender? Who's a contender? The Celtics or the Knicks? Come uh, on. The, uh, oh, the, the
2: Celtics, they, Celtics weren't a contender. They're not a contender at all. They're not an Eastern Conference contender. The, the Knicks are far and away better than the Celtics, according to Evans. I don't think so.
0: They're actually 15 points better than the Celtics.
3: I don't think the Knicks are
2: far and away better than the Celtics. They're also, how many wins better, six? But we're talking about... Okay, but think about at the deadline. The Celtics... Weren't just going through a five game losing streak. They were. They were a hot team. They were. They were. Kenyon Martin doesn't have teams lining up for him. I'm sure if the if the Celtics called, he would have picked it up, and he would have been on his way to Boston the second they say, "Hey, sign here." You
3: know. I mean, Kenyon Martin's been the best free agent all year, and the Celtics have peaked at what seventh in the East. Like, why is he coming to Boston? Like, what's, what's in it for him? The beggars can't be choosers. That's why. He's not a beggar. He's the best free agent in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at their trade it. deadline,
2: That's I think your definition of
0: best is a little yeah. bit uh, shaky. It's there. by
2: process of elimination. You want to okay, see re- the other list, gonna, yeah. right? But okay. every,
0: everyone, shut up now. We're going to move on. But just for the record. One of the issues with Martin is that he was asking for too much money, and a lot of teams passed on him because he wanted more year. than the minimum earlier. Even during the year, that was the case, reportedly. So he
2: took the minimum for the Knicks, but not for yeah. anybody else. But he
0: did, he did say a couple of things was it yesterday, kind of saying, All the teams out there that passed on me, you're going to regret it. Yeah. Apparently, the Celtics are one of those teams that are regretting it right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, they oh. are. All right. Yeah. So that's
2: why he's the baller. So, before <laughs> that's a good one, who's like your
0: it. baller? Oh, uh, J.R. Smith.
2: Okay, you don't even need to talk about it.
0: 13 for 24. Uh, he had seven rebounds for them care, offensive, three care. steals, and he hit Too like easy. a. He, he had a pull up 45 footer So that, that kind of locked it in that there for me. Thirty. It
2: was actually 29. I Listen. looked in the box. So, <laughs> that, was that was a huge shot. They apparently
0: don't know how to count you. They think that's 29. That was a huge shot. Okay, so before the game, Doc Rivers was talking about Jordan Crawford, and he said that Jordan Crawford is on his all scare team, which are guys that just scare you every time they're on the court. So I thought we'd quickly just throw together an all-scare team. You mentioned Nate Robinson before. A Robinson's
3: a great one, I'm yeah. thinking
0: DeMarcus Cousins is a good one, just because you don't know if he's going to get himself kicked out before halftime. So that's right. three guys right there. Can you throw two more on there for me, Jimmy?
2: i can throw our throw for sure. Okay, test is scary in, in numerous ways. Just ask the fans in Indiana. Mm. Um, but even on the court, he's scary. In Detroit, I probably
0: asked him. Detroit, sorry, <laughs> Detroit.
2: <laughs> or Indiana knows, too. I mean, they lost yeah. the guy for the season. Yeah. But, um, no, but I mean, he's a guy on the court. I mean, he'll huck up a shot that you're scratching your head, a three-pointer sure. out of nowhere, and, you know, it'll plank off the rim. Or randomly it'll go in. I mean, or really a don't... punch you
0: in the balls. I mean, you have no <laughs> idea. If or a police you down, things. right? Yeah.
2: yeah. But, I mean, that's a scary... Uh, who else? Is there anybody else? Uh, Robinson, John Crawford. Lucas is a good one.
3: Um, J.R. Smith, did we talk about oh, J.R. Smith, yeah. J.R. Smith.
2: Smith's scary, but, he's, but tonight he was scary good.
3: It's often guards because, you know, they're taking these long jump shots and it's so inconsistent right. from night to night whether they make them. How about Derek Fisher? I mean, you bring him in for his leadership or wisdom or whatever, and then <laughs> Ooh, he misses five yeah. threes. Yeah, like, and then he asks... Or you
0: bring him in to piss off Mark Cuban, either one
3: no, of, no, of yeah, them. Yeah, whatever. You bring uh, him in to miss
2: his ideas and then he asks to be you know released by the team to spend yeah. more time
0: with his family so he can sign with somebody else next week yeah whatever <laughs> right, right. Well, Derek Fisher hasn't made a three in like like two weeks now or something like that but that's not going to stop <laughs> Scott Brooks from putting him at the front of the rotation
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so maybe Scott Brooks gets the nomination for the coach of the all there you yeah. go I love it alright well we're going to wrap this one up uh, it's a little bit of a shorter one because we like to keep things nice and concise for you uh, and the Celtics tried to keep it concise and made the game pretty much over by the seven-minute mark tonight. So that was yeah. nice for them to let everybody go, yeah. Uh So Celtics lose 100-85. to We'll see you on Friday night when they play the Hawks. And it looks like they might even be fighting for that uh, seven seed to not have to face the Miami Heat at that point. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens. Very slim lead over Milwaukee right now. Keep so for Evans Clinchy and Jimmy Cascano, my name is Jared Weiss. This is the Garden Report on Celtics Blog, CLNS Radio. <laughs> <That was> i <terrible. laughs>